Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn, and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to Vibrancy with ADHD. This is episode 15, and today we're going to do part three of our series of our concepts for vibrant health. And we're going to be talking about joy, and I'm so excited. So before we dive into that, as you know, I've got to ramble for a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little life update and tell you what's been going on with me. So I'm sure you're like, oh, yay, I'm so interested in this, <laughs> but it has to do with you too. So if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you probably have ADHD or you love somebody who has ADHD. And so you may go through some ebbs and flows in your life, right? Like you have these flow periods where everything's going great. You feel like everything's excellent. You're like, wow, look at me go. I'm like the most successful person with ADHD. It's not even affecting me. It's a superpower, yada, yada, right? And then all of a sudden, maybe... <laughs> speaking for myself, then you go through an ebb and it's like everything is the hardest thing in the entire world. Your executive function is nowhere to be found. You're just like, uh, it, oh, whoo, whoo. So anyways, the reason I bring this up is because I have been in an ebb for quite some time, for like a couple weeks. And I hadn't felt that way in so long, right? And I do feel like I say this on here often because I think there's some value in just sharing my real life experience because I do think that there are ways, and I'm learning now as an ADHD person, to have those ebbs and number one, start learning how to be okay with them and preparing for the fact that they will indeed continue coming for the rest of my life, right? I'm not always going to be in a flow. That number one. And number two, I just am so thankful that I've been able to get this ADHD diagnosis and understand myself a bit better because prior to the diagnosis, I just everything fell apart, you know? I, I didn't have the structures, the support, the systems, the knowledge that I needed to build support and structures and systems for these times so that my life keeps going, right? And that things continue to happen without my executive function being necessary or me needing to power through it and will power through it, you know, which ends up happening for a day or two. But I have a little bit of space to give myself the self-care that I need. So I have have been doing just that. I've been giving myself lots of self-compassion and self-care, which in turn has actually allowed me to do more during this ebb than I normally would, which that's not the point. The point is not to do more. And uh, your girl 
was struggling. I mean, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you'll notice that it has been maybe three weeks or maybe, yeah, maybe three or four weeks since a podcast has dropped. I have not done that yet with the podcast, but I really let it slip through my fingers and I'm working on giving myself compassion for that because you know what's more important than consistency for us ADHDers is persistence, right? Where can you apply this in your life? Where are you having a hard time getting back on the wagon with something? Where can you apply a little bit of persistence and get back on the wagon? The hardest part is starting, right? And for you, it might be a different area. Maybe it's not work. You pro- you might not be an entrepreneur where you're relying on yourself to push through things. Maybe for you, it's your exercise routine or you were in a really good, really good flow of prepping meals or maybe it's meditation or taking care of yourself in some other way. Maybe you've kind of fallen out of it and it's really hard to jump back in. I want to encourage you and remind you that this is going to continue to happen, right? This is why I build this into my programs and the membership that I'm building. This is such a big concept that we don't have to be perfect. The word consistency is going to mean something different for us. It's going to mainly be based off of persistence. So when we do fall off, when we do have a period of an ebb, we just get back on without all the drama (laughs) that we tend to create about it. And then we end up prolonging the period of time that it takes us to get back on, right? So I normally drop a podcast every week. This one's a little bit delayed, but I'm back. I'm feeling like myself again. Um, I'm not totally in that flow state again yet, but I am getting there. And this is part of that, you know, jumping back on the wagon before I feel 100% ready. And I will say, I tried to record this podcast three times in that period that I was in the ebb. I when I'm in those periods, I can't get my words out correctly. I feel like my brain just isn't functioning the same way. So I can't just like roll the same way I can when I'm, my brain's functioning. And I don't like putting out podcasts for you guys when I'm in that state, first of all, because I'm a big believer in energetics. So I want I want this this podcast to remain a place of high vibes for lack of a better term. That sounds so cheesy, but it's true, you know? I feel like I want it to I want to be in the correct energy when I'm presenting this information to you guys. So anyways, I'm blabbering. Totally did not mean to talk about this for 6 minutes, but it's been my reality. So I figured you guys might relate, you might appreciate hearing that you're not the only one if you're going through this. And I did want to also share a couple of the supports that I put in place that I've realized how important they now are when I went through this kind of ebb, as we'll continue calling it. So like I said, getting an ADHD diagnosis, one of the most important things I've learned and one of the biggest benefits to it is not being able to take medication, although yes, that is totally a support, but it's actually learning from other people who have ADHD, in particular learning from people who have ADHD that are in a place that I want to be, that I look up to, and learning how they've done it and what supports they've put in place and being able to put those supports in place for myself. So I've learned that as a person with ADHD, I have to pay a bit more money than other people to get the support I need. 
So what I mean by that is like some of the supports that have been saving my life in particular are three things. Number one, hiring a coach. You know, I'm a big fan of having a coach. I just hired a new coach and I'm so excited. She is in incredible and she's really been helping me through this period of time and even if she doesn't know it most of the time (laughs) but hiring a coach is one support that I am more than happy to pay money to have for her to help me through that mindset work number two hiring help in my business hiring people to help me in my business so I hired a VA and if you need a VA I'm gonna ask her before I just share her information But if you have a VA uh, or if you are looking for a VA, you have your own business, I will eventually share her information because she's incredible. To have somebody that is working on the business and the business is continuing to move forward while I'm in this ebb period is such a game changer. Things are happening without me having to do them. And that's so incredible. And another person is also helping me get together the habit edit and she's someone I'll share with you soon too if you're interested in that. But there's those two things. So hiring support in my business and I do also have a podcast editor, Paroma. So she's been freaking incredible and she was my first person I hired in my business. So all those supports have been so great through this period of time. Oh my gosh, just so nice to have. And then another thing is a meal delivery service. Okay, so I started utilizing a meal delivery service and it is the best thing ever. So I love to cook, as you guys know. I really enjoy cooking, but we all know, you know, when the executive function is kind of lacking, it's really hard to get yourself in the kitchen and actually cook a meal. It's like, I don't even have the capacity to think about that right now. So this is actually kind of, I guess, a sponsored thing. They, as you can see, I'm not very used to doing sponsored things. This is the first sponsored opportunity that I've actually said yes to, and then I feel the need to shout it from the rooftops because it's so awesome. So a brand called Eat to Evolve reached out to me and asked me if I would like to try their food. And so what they do is it's a meal delivery service. They legitimately deliver a box of food to your house You don't have to do anything other than throw it in the microwave. That is literally it. Although I put mine in the air fryer because everything's better in the air fryer, right? But I, you know, when they reached out to me, I normally, I've I've said no to a lot of partnerships and sponsorships because I'm like, uh, it's not aligned. I don't think my audience would really benefit from this. Or if like, if I don't truly believe it, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to share it with you and I want to try it first before I share it with you. So we've been having these meals now for three weeks and they have changed the game. Oh my gosh. And they're freaking delicious. So like I said, I don't share sponsored things unless I really truly believe in them. But you guys have asked me, you know, how can I make meal prep simpler? I don't like cooking at all. I don't want to spend any time on this. And this is a real solution that kind of fell in my lap that is excellent. You don't have to spend any time other than placing your order and putting your food in the fridge. And then when you're hungry, putting it in the microwave and having a healthy, nourished, nourishing, balancing meal at your fingertips. It is incredible. And in fact, my order is supposed to be arriving today and I'm so excited. So how we've used it is we live in a place that there's not a whole lot of like 
right in our direct area. There's not a whole lot of places to go out to eat for dinner. And there's also like, there's pretty much just fast food around. And as you know, like I don't necessarily, I'm not against fast food. Your girl loves some fast food every once in a while, but I don't want that to have to be my only option. So we'll cook on Monday and Tuesday and then have the leftovers. And then we have our eat to evolve order come on Wednesday. And then that kind of fills in the rest of those gaps, like through the weekend when we're like, oh, what do we want to eat? I don't want to deliver get pizza delivered again, you know, it's like we have those meals ready to go. So we've had healthy nourishing options available at all times. And like I said, I really felt like cooking. So it has been incredible. Anyways, I'm gonna stop rambling about them. Their meals are delicious. And they also have these paleo balls that I've been using as like a little dessert. So the banana nut ones, I put those in the air fryer for a couple minutes and they're warm and they have like a crispy outside when they're in the air fryer. <gasps> so freaking good. Okay, I'm going to stop rambling. Anyways, the the brand is called Eat to Evolve. I will put the link in my show notes, and I do have a code for you guys. If you use the code BRIGHTLIGHT, you get 20% off your first order. And in my opinion, they're already a really great price. But but yeah, the code with 20% off makes it even more affordable. And like I said, I'm all for paying for these things that are going to make my life easier. The things, the problems that I know come up over and over and over again, right? Sometimes it's like, I just need to pay for the solution. And I understand that's not an option for everybody, but I want to share it for the people who this is an option for. Okay, enough rambling about this. Let's get on to our topic. So maybe I have missed podcasting because clearly I just want to chat with you guys for so long. Haven't even gotten to the topic, but that's okay. This topic won't take a whole, whole lot of time to discuss, but I am excited to talk to you about it. So let's talk about joy and how joy can replace sacrifice in your relationship with your health habits, your nutrition, etc. etc. So quick reminder, this is part three of a series. Uh, and the series is Concepts for Vibrant Health. And these five things we're discussing in this series are the five pillars of the Habit Edit, which is the health and mindset coaching membership that I'm in the process of creating that doors are going to be open to very soon for ADHD women. Oh my gosh, I'm like, I can tell it's been a minute since I've been podcasting. I'm like jumbling over my words. I'm mixing up sentences. But here we are again, showing up, being persistent, being imperfect, and we're going to keep going. So anyways, these are the five pillars of the habit edit, and they really embody everything in the habit edit embodies these five concepts. So structure, self-compassion, joy, community, and individuality. So Let's talk about what typically happens when we start new health habits or we're going into a new program or we're trying to change our nutrition, yada, yada. Even if it's not explicitly stated, I feel like most of the time it's implied that sacrifice is a part of that situation, right? So whether it be actual sacrifice of of certain foods that we love, right? Like we're cutting out sugar or cutting out flour or cutting out dairy or gluten or processed foods or quote unquote unclean foods, right? That's a piece that comes up a lot. Or maybe it's sacrificing family time to, uh, 
I don't know, go to the gym or work out or sacrificing sleep to go to the gym or work out, right? It's like, uh, rise and grind, hustle, hustle culture, uh, I'll sleep when I die. I make that voice because like that's kind of what I think of when I think of those people. And I'm just like, dude, it doesn't have to be like that. Why are you making yourself miserable? <laughs> it does not necessary. So I also am going to cover in this podcast how sacrifice is also a mindset, right? There's things that we mindfully give up and it's really just a choice that we're making in the moment, right? We're not like, I have to give up, sacrifice this food that I love, like cupcakes or pizza or whatever forever. It's like, I'm choosing in this moment to to not have this thing because I'm prioritizing my long-term joy. So we're gonna talk about how it's also a mindset that we can shift and also how we just don't have to sacrifice everything we love in order to achieve our goals, whether they are physical goals or mental goals or we just wanna feel a certain way, whatever it is. It's not necessary. We don't have to live our lives like martyrs and sacrificing everything we enjoy and choosing pain over happiness to get what we want, right? We can have our cake and eat it too, right? Whoever tells you otherwise, in my opinion, just hasn't learned this lesson yet because who the heck would make a cake and not eat it? I don't understand that that phrase. I've never understood it. I mean, I kind of do. I get what it's saying, but like it just has a really, to me, it's coming from a scarcity mindset place, right? And it's really looking at things like you don't get to have everything you want. And it's like, well, you, you kind of do. Who told us we don't, right? We get to make choices for what we would prefer, but we don't have to give everything up. So like I said, let's talk about the mindset piece for a moment. Or let's talk about, let's actually talk about long-term joy versus short-term joy. So I want to emphasize here that we're talking about both long-term joy and short-term joy. So when I say prioritizing joy, I don't necessarily mean like every single time you see the thing that you want, you're going to eat it. Or every single time you don't want to exercise, you're not going to do it. Or every single time you want to break your plans, you're going to do it. If you think about it, that's not really long-term joy, right? Long-term joy is achieving the things that we desire to achieve, right? Feeling the way that we want to feel. In terms of this podcast, we talk about health and wellness and health habits. So long-term joy in terms of that might be having a body that's healthy and functioning and feeling energized to do more of the things that do bring us joy, right? Building self-trust in ourselves. To me, that brings me a lot of joy. And when I'm saying short-term joy, that might look like Sometimes and eating and learning how to fit in the foods that we really love. So eating a cupcake and not experiencing guilt, right? The last episode we talked about self-compassion versus guilt. We can eat the foods we love and enjoy them and we don't have to feel guilty, right? So it's about finding that balance of and figuring out what things and what actions are going to bring us both short-term joy and long-term joy, not just one or the other. Does that make sense? So, like you're gonna respond. Okay, so if we only prioritize short-term joy, we might we might sacrifice long-term joy by always continuing to maybe overindulge on the foods that we love, 
And while that's del- they're delicious, and as you know, I'm all about all foods fit, that's totally okay and totally fine in moderation, which it's fine not in moderation too. It just is depending on your goals, right? It might lead to giving us giving up that long-term joy and that feeling of being energized and feeling healthy and feeling confident in our bodies, right? Again, I don't set the goals for you. You set the goals for you. So that might not be your story. You might not have physical goals. And you might say, right now is a period of time that I do want to focus on just that short-term joy. And I found that, you know, if you swing one way or the other too far, you do tend to want to go to the other end. So I had a period of time where I was, I mean, as you guys know, I was dieting for pretty much my entire life up until a few years ago, I did need a period of time to just let myself experience that short-term joy and just eat the foods that I love for a while and not really think about long-term joy. And then once I did that, I kind of was able to find a place back in the middle. So just keep in mind, wherever you are is okay. There's no morality to this stuff. We're each on our own journey and it looks different for everybody. So I kind of went off on a tangent again, (laughs) but anyways, if we're only prioritizing short-term joy, it might lead to us sacrificing that long-term joy. But on the other hand, if we're only prioritizing the long-term, we might never ever give ourselves permission to have the cupcake, right? Or have the pizza. We might constantly feel deprived and like we have to sacrifice everything we want to have what we want in the future, right? And that's that place that I was in for like I said, most of my 20s. But something to keep in mind too, like a little PS here, is most times when we do that and we're in that mindset of sacrifice, we actually do a lot of times end up caving and eventually eating something quote unquote off plan anyways. And then we just feel that guilt that we talked about, right? And we went in depth in in last episode. So it's kind of like a lose-lose in my opinion, right? And that's why I don't love all or nothing thinking and why I love helping people move through all or nothing thinking and finding a place in the middle, right? But if we're prioritizing both long-term and short-term joy, that might look like learning how to eat our favorite foods in moderation, right? Eating foods that we love and enjoying the heck out of it, right? That's part of joy, but not eating to the point where we feel way past full and uncomfortable and maybe even sick. So, Maybe we have, for us, maybe that looks like having one mini cupcake or having half a cupcake instead of having five cupcakes, right? Whatever we feel the urge to have a cupcake. Maybe it looks like having a sweet treat with our balanced meal. Maybe for you, it's like having a sweet treat once a week. Maybe it's having it every day. Maybe it's having it two times a day. Whatever it is, you get to decide what that looks like for you. But it's just figuring out what for me is going to bring me both that long-term and short-term joy. Now, that was just one piece of it, right? And I want to talk about why prioritizing joy is super important for people with ADHD, okay, in our health and fitness journeys. So in general, and I want to say in general, this isn't true for everybody, as always. There's always nuance. It's not black and white. There's lots of gray. But in general, happier people tend to be healthier people. Happiness tends to promote overall health, right? And I personally am a testament to this because when I was in just 
the depths of mental health struggles in my 20s, I was in the worst health of my life physically. Uh, I was just, I had constant stomach issues, which we won't go into, but like lots of bloating and just like stomach discomfort and nausea, just all kinds of things. I was constantly getting sick. My immune system was always taking a beating. I had this like horrible long-term cough that just was lingering, right? And a lot of that was because my physical anxiety was kind of manifesting in some ways, but also... When I wasn't feeling happy, I was looking, I wasn't satisfied in life, and I was looking for ways to cope and numb and ways to escape reality. And you know how I did that? With food, with alcohol, with distractions that just weren't good for my overall health, right? And so I think prioritizing joy and finding the things that we really love and connecting back with that piece is so important because it can help us feel more satisfied in life, and therefore we feel less need to cope and numb, right? As if you need another reason to prioritize joy other than just like being joyful and having more happiness in your life because hello, that's enough of a reason, right? But another benefit to focusing on and creating more joy in our health and wellness routines is that our ADHD brains thrive off of dopamine. So as you know, we are we are we're dopamine deficient creatures. <laughs> ADHDers. There are certain mechanisms and certain things happening in our brain that cause us to have a dopamine deficiency, which means our brain is always gonna go for the option that has the dopamine, right? So which has more dopamine, in your opinion? Okay, option A, chips and queso and a margarita, or option B, plain broccoli and chicken. I don't even have to answer that one, right? Like, we all know there's more dopamine found at the bottom of that margarita and the bowl of queso than there is in plain broccoli and chicken. And I always hate on plain broccoli and chicken. When broccoli and chicken is not plain, it's freaking delicious. Okay, I'm just going to say that. Anyways, so it's all about figuring out how can you inject more dopamine into, number one, your overall life so that you're feeling more satisfied, but also into your health-promoting activities. So some ideas for you and some ways that either I've injected more dopamine into my health-promoting activities or some of my clients have. Could you do some things like, number one, could you make your meal and food prep more fun by chopping your fruits and vegetables while you're like putting on fun music, maybe drinking a cocktail or a mocktail with it, kind of set the vibe? You know, I started doing this and it just started making it more fun. Could you start picking fruits and veggies that are maybe not the most nutrient dense, right? Like, okay, heaven forbid it's not kale, but maybe it's the fruits and veggies that you really love, right? Bananas get a lot of hate because they have like more carbs than other fruits and vegetables. But guess what? A banana still has nutrients, still has some fiber. It's still pretty darn good for you, you know? You can pick the ones that you love, not the thing that's necessarily always quote unquote best. And can you add like fun sauces and dips or find fun recipes so that you really look forward to eating these kind of foods, right? So that they're more exciting than the plain broccoli and chicken, you know? A lot of times I look forward to the home-cooked meals that we plan 
way more than I look forward to like a fast food meal because to me it's so much more delicious because we've learned what we like. We find all these fun new ways to cook them and to make them delicious, yada, yada. So if you love socializing, could you do like a virtual or in-person even food prep date with a friend or a family member or your partner? Could you make like that piece that maybe I, I know a lot of us ADHDers really struggle with that? Could you bring more joy into that situation, right? It's all about figuring out where can you just kind of add some dopamine into it? Where can you take something that you already love and combine it with something that you are trying to maybe get yourself to love a little bit more, right? And, And more joy into that experience. Could you maybe think about and brainstorm what types of movement you actually might enjoy, right? Maybe rock climbing or swinging on the swings at a playground or rollerblading or kayaking or my latest one has been tennis. Um, I have not felt like going to Ariel Silks this week or the past week just because I it was it's kind of far away and it's kind of late in the evening and I just as much as I love it and it brings me dopamine I was kind of overwhelmed by it and it was like okay it's not bringing me joy today right and that's something to realize too some things that bring you joy two weeks ago, might not bring you joy today. So it's just kind of figuring out what do I, what's bringing me joy today. So the tennis courts are right around the corner from our house. I was outside in the sunshine. Me and my husband just love like goofing around. We don't play by the rules. We just bounce it back and forth. And sometimes he like tries to insert the rules and teach me like, oh, you did this good. And, and that just would have earned you a point. And I'm like, I, I don't care. It brings the fun out of it for me if I know about the points and all that. I'm not a naturally competitive person in that way. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, just figuring out what is bringing you joy right now and being okay with the fact that something that brought you joy two weeks ago may, might not right now and it'll come back around. But it's like remembering that we can be fluid and we can move through that process without forcing it. We can just r- literally think about what sounds good right now, but still going to get me some movement, get my heart pumping, release a little bit of serotonin and dopamine. <laughs> so some other ideas. Could you make it more joyful to drink water by, maybe you are a competitive person. Maybe you have a competition with a friend. I don't know. This stuff is so individual. And what it's like, what makes it exciting for us? Like what's going to make it exciting for me is not necessarily going to make it exciting for you. It's all about figuring out just for you, how can I make this more joyful? Maybe you want to build a habit of meditation. Could you, could you, You know, I started looking at meditation a little bit differently. Meditation doesn't have to be sitting still in silence. That did not bring me joy. (laughs) And it was really hard to stick with that habit. But if I lay in my hammock where I can rock myself and put some earbuds in and listen to maybe some 8D music, that kind of gets me excited. That's a little bit more fun. Or... Meditation can be movement. You can put on some music in your head, in your headbuds, in your earbuds, and kind of dance while you're clearing your mind and thinking about nothing other than this present moment right here. That can count as meditation, right? It's it takes a little bit of creativity sometimes to figure out how can I inject joy into this thing that right now feels like a chore and right now feels like sacrifice, right? I feel like I'm sacrificing the things that I love to do this thing that I'm quote unquote supposed to do. 
How can we switch that around, right? How can I build my desire to do this habit? That's something that Chris, I've heard Kristen Carter say. Love her. She's the best. I talk about her incessantly. I'm like creepily obsessed. But anyways, how can I build my desire to do this habit? She'll say that. Like, how can I build my desire? And that's something I've been, I've learned to do is figuring out how to make something more exciting and just make it more attractive to me, right? And make me want to do it. Sometimes it's just by kind of switching it up, right? I'm constantly giving myself permission to switch things up when it comes to how I prep my food or my exercise or how I take care of my mental health because that novelty gives me dopamine and joy, right? So that was just like, you know, sometimes I like to give you like a just a list, a brain dump of some ideas of how this concept can be applied. Because I think that's helpful not only, not just because like, okay, you're going to take everything on this list and do it, but you might start thinking of ideas for yourself and you might say, ooh, that just gave me an idea to do this in my life, right? And the last thing I want to talk about when discussing joy versus sacrifice when it comes to our health habits is, of course, our mindset. So like I said, joy versus sacrifice isn't always about necessarily what we're doing, right? A lot of times it's about what we are thinking about what we are doing. So like sacrifice, restriction, that's actually a mindset, okay? And sometimes it is physical, right? If you are physically not eating enough food, then yes, That is restriction in the physical sense. But a lot of times it's a mental thing. So if you listen to the limiting beliefs, the episode that I did, the limiting belief that I broke in the Wendy's drive-thru, this is all about that concept. How I was in the mindset of sacrifice when it came to my food. And I thought that giving up something inherently meant that I was going to feel restricted and sacrificed, like I sacrificed something and I was going to feel unsatisfied. But that's not true. That was my mindset. I could pick an option that's more nutrient dense and feel really joyful about it and be in gratitude for it versus just thinking about all the things that I'm not having, right? If you think about it, we do this all the time, right? Like we, there are millions of things that we are not doing right now. We, we like have FOMO, the idea of FOMO that we're, we're like, oh, well, I, I, I can't have this. That's because you're focusing on it. What if instead you chose to focus on the joy that you're experiencing right now and what you do get to have versus what you are quote unquote giving it up? What if you looked at it instead as a choice? You made this choice, and so you're not going to think about the thing you didn't choose. You're going to think about what you did choose and enjoy and appreciate that. So let's say you're out to eat, right? And you decide you're going to get a balanced meal, okay? You're like, okay, I'm going to have a balanced meal. The thing that I'm going to choose that's like maybe like an extra or whatever is some wine. I really want some wine. So when I'm out to eat, I'm going to get a steak. I'm going to get a side of vegetables and a sweet potato and a glass of wine. And that's what I'm going to have out to eat. When you are in this experience, I want you to think about this. What are you focusing on in that moment? I've been both people, so I can relate on both ends of the spectrum. I have been the person who is focusing on joy, 
meaning I'm connecting with the person that I'm out to eat with. I'm enjoying the environment. Your girl loves a good environment. I'm enjoying the delicious seasonings on the vegetables and like how nice and exciting it is to get a steak because that's like a special treat. I don't get that a lot. How fun it is that like, oh, some restrictions have been lifted in my area. I'm able to even go out to eat. Somebody else cooked this meal for me. This glass of wine is delicious, yada, yada. So I've been the person who's focusing on that. And I've also been the person who's focusing on all the perceived sacrifices I made, right? Oh my gosh, it sucks that I have to say no to the bread basket. Oh my gosh, I, uh, I, have, I can't have dessert. I wish I could have ordered the fries instead of the sweet potatoes and veggies. This really sucks. I would really love a, some French fries, right? gosh, it sucks being healthy, yada, yada, whatever, you know, those are thoughts that I had in the past. But guess what? Nobody is holding a gun to my head and telling me I can't have the bread or the dessert or the fries. I can have that if I want to. It's my choice. I'm making a choice that prioritizes the joy in the moment and my joy in the future, which is Chelsea 30 minutes after the meal, every single time I used to go out to eat and I was in this mindset of like, I have to eat it all right now. I have to get, I'm out to eat. So this is a quote unquote cheat meal. So I'm going to get the biggest burger. I'm going to get, no, that's not that true. I wouldn't get the biggest burger. I would get like the, you know, my jam is like chicken tenders with some kind of like sweet and spicy sauce. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking of chilies. They're, they're, what are they called? crispers with the honey chipotle sauce dipped in Chili's ranch. My mouth is watering. Okay, I need to go to Chili soon. I haven't had those in so long. So anyways, I would get the, the crispers and the fries with the ranch and also get the chips and queso in the beginning. And I would also get like probably two or three drinks. And then we would also have to get dessert because it's a cheat meal, right? That wasn't bringing future me joy. 30 minutes after the meal, I felt physically sick right? And then, of course, like we talked about before, then I would feel all this guilt. I shouldn't have done that, yada, yada. And what not what I'm saying is, it's not that I every single time choose the option that has a veggie side and the super moderation option. Sometimes I totally get the crispers and the, the ranch and the fries and all the things, you know? But it's, it's my mindset that's different, right? And no matter what the situation is, it's like, What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the perceived sacrifices you made? Or are you focusing on the joy? And are you focusing on what you can have gratitude for, right? It's just about shifting our focus and learning how to manage our thoughts to shift from those sacrifice thoughts to joyful thoughts. And that can make a huge difference in how we feel in the moment, how we feel about our overall life and our outcomes, right? Truth be told, I think this last piece is like the biggest. (laughs) Mindset is so huge. I mean, so if you join the Habit Edit, you'll see that when you join, the first thing you have access to is the mindset makeover. And it's just like this bingeable, type situation where you can watch the videos or listen to them, whatever. It's better to watch because there's lots of visuals and it's very engaging and whatnot, but you don't have to, you know? But it's a the mindset makeover and it teaches you 
step-by-step how to switch from that mindset where you are focusing on everything you're sacrificing to focusing on the things you enjoy, right? And it just is, it's a, like it called, like it said, mindset makeover. And so it's like giving you the basics of the mindset pieces that we practice and work through. And it's a huge part throughout your entire time in the membership. So that's the habit edit. If you are listening to this, like as it drops, then the habit edit might not be open yet, but you can join the wait list, which will be in the link in the bio. If it is open, then instead of the wait list, it'll just be an opportunity to just go ahead and join. And it's a month to month membership where you have to you health and mindset coaching and it's specifically for women with ADHD so it's catered to your ADHD brain I've I've considered everything that there is to consider when it comes to an ADHD person joining a membership what's going to help them be successful what are the turnoffs of most memberships or coaching programs for us ADHDers and I've tried to solve those from the inside out okay anyways So to summarize, before this is getting way too long, I think prioritizing joy is so important when we're improving our health habits, especially if we have ADHD. We can build an eating plan that focuses on both long-term joy and short-term joy, meaning we're eating the foods we love, making food choices that benefit us in the long term, but also enjoying the foods we love and not thinking we have to give up everything we enjoy for like the rest of our lives right? Joy is important because our brain loves dopamine. And if we can start injecting bits of dopamine into our habits that right now kind of feel like, like a chore, it can make it so much more, it's so much more likely that we're actually going to stick to that habit and following through with it because we have that desire to do it. We're like, Ooh, I kind of want to do that. Right? So figuring out how to bring more joy into our health habits is a major key to sticking with it in the long term, And Really prioritizing joy in our overall life can also help us because we're not going to be as likely to, as, as likely, does that make sense? Yeah, as likely to want to numb and cope with things that we tend to numb and cope with, which for me is like food, aka sugar, I mean sugar, sugar, pizza, wine, TikTok for hours and hours, yada yada. Okay, and... The last bit to summarize is that we can learn how to shift our mindset to focus on joy and areas where we're abundant and our abundance and our gratitude versus the areas that we are sacrificing and all the things we're giving up. That is a mindset shift we can add. So like I said, this is one of the pillars of the habit edit. If you want to join the habit edit, go ahead and click the link in the bio and join if it's open or join the wait list if you're interested. Doors are going to be open so soon. So excited. Sorry for that singing. But anyways, I'm so happy to be back here chatting with you guys. I have missed this so much, but come back for episode or I guess part four of this series. And we're gonna talk about in part four, the benefit of community in our health, our, our journey to change our health habits. I'm tripping over my words, so it's time to end this podcast. Love you guys, you're the best. I'll talk to you next time, bye.